Welcome into another episode of the TBJ Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Jackson. And I'm Tucker. And today we will be covering the latest news surrounding the NFL, and then we will be talking about our sleepers for our Fantasy Football 2021 season. All right. And the latest news surrounding the NFL on Tuesday, August 24th. Biggest news coming out of the NFL, mostly or out of Jaguars camp, uh, 2021 first-round running back Travis Etienne will undergo surgery on a significant tear in his foot and will be out for a minimum of 12 weeks and could potentially miss the entire 2021 season. I think that's some of the biggest preseason news so far. I think so, too. I mean, other than the the Michael Thomas news of him being out till October, but, I mean, yeah, first-round pick Travis Etienne, he was causing some hype in camp I mean, he's projected higher than james robinson he was, was yeah i mean they were lining what? him up at wide receiver and he yeah he was set to be an integral part of that offense and now he's yeah gonna miss the entire season that's that's just sad to see that though yeah, with that first round running back a great talent too uh i mean it's just yeah it's sad but i mean james robinson no he could definitely be bumped up yeah i think yeah i mean definitely would have to bump him up for sure i mean i think i even had etn higher than him but etn again more of a passing or receiving running back yep. uh but james robinson yeah top 10 top five running yeah, back last year that, so definitely. i mean if yeah he can do that again this year show out again i mean philip Lindsay didn't do quite what he did in his second year um which I kind of think when I think of James Robinson, I mean, James Robinson broke 1,000 yards, yep. undrafted, same as Philip Lindsay. So, I mean, second year, maybe he drops off. and But, yeah, without ETN there, I mean, the... Definitely going to up his touches Yeah, I mean, game. the Broncos, their second year, they brought in Melvin Gordon. So, it was like Lindsay and Melvin Gordon then. So, I mean, now that it's just James Robinson, no ETN, that could be huge for James Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh and then, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, too, and the wide receivers for the Jaguars, I mean, they'd have to get a bump, too, you'd think, because, I mean... More touches. More touches for them. I mean, LaVisca Chenault, he'll probably get more rushing yards now. Yep. He'll probably take over that role of ETN that ETN was going to do. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's huge news. Uh, bad news, of course. I mean, it's you hate to see it, but, I mean... For James Robinson. For James Robinson. Or Jaguars, peop- or wide receivers yeah and yeah overall i mean mm-hmm. i mean that's gonna be huge yeah james robinson i think that's a big bump there be interesting to see how espn moves that around and how they have him ranked after this news but uh yeah james robinson will definitely be a guy that you're gonna want to draft oh yeah moving on to other news we have uh patriots quarterback cam newton Cam Newton's five-day absence from the Patriots leaves the door open for Mac Jones to take the starting job. Cam uh, Newton, through a misunderstanding, uh, Cam Newton didn't know the COVID protocols, so uh, yeah. he has been forced to work virtually with the team this week, but uh, will return to the team on Thursday. So, I mean, just a little bit of time off from the team, but uh, Belichick said that this coming preseason game is a big opportunity for Mac Jones. So yeah, I think this could potentially make it even more of a battle now. Yeah, I mean Mac Jones has taken the first team reps this week. Pro- I mean with Newton's only working virtually, I don't know when their preseason game is this week. But uh, yeah, if Mac Jones can can step up and replace Cam Newton without Show some flash. Yeah, I mean he's looked good so far this preseason too. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean Cam Newton did not 
do good last year, but I mean, they were moved towards more of a running offense, even with Cam. He had yeah. over 100 carries or whatever it was. And, but yeah, if Mac Jones comes in, I'm sure it'd be a different offense. Maybe yeah. more of a bump for the wide receivers, but, uh, I mean, still, who knows what the wide receiver core looks like there. I mean, the tight ends, too. I mean, if... Just a lot of question marks. A lot of question marks, and, and this yeah. this makes even more of them. Yes, yes, exactly. So, who knows if it would be Cam Newton or Mac Jones come week one. This news right here will definitely kind of throw another wrench in that plan for Belichick, probably. So, moving on to another rookie quarterback news. Justin Fields uh, will start the preseason, final preseason game for the Bears as Andy Dalton remains the regular season starter. Uh, I guess we'll just see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, Andy Dalton came out and he said that uh, he thinks Justin Fields will have a great career, but now is Andy Dalton's time, he said. <laughs> now is my time. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if now is Andy Dalton's time and maybe the, the relocation to Chicago will be beneficial to Andy Dalton mm-hmm. um I mean it'll light a fire under I'm him. definitely looking forward to seeing Justin Fields I mean I'm a Packer fan and he's a bear so I mean it's very kind of not good for me to say that but I think he'll be a great quarterback he's a, good talent. He's a very good talent and it's just yeah as a football fan you love to see good talent and, oh yeah and with the Bears too they've always had bad quarterbacks so I mean if they can finally solve their quarterback problem I mean I thought they Found that in Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, they did. I mean, but, but I think overall, yeah, Fields I think Fields is a, is a better, better quarterback. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes through uh, the last final preseason game. But I think, I think come week one, I think Nagy's gonna name Fields as a starter. Maybe, I, maybe I week think, two. Yeah, if not week one, yeah, almost definitely week two or three. Yeah, unless Andy Dalton starts yeah. putting up maybe, unreal yeah, numbers. Yeah, maybe he starts out, throws 300 yards, three touchdowns. Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson look good. Maybe. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe not. Maybe just Fields takes over. Who knows? That's, we're just reporting the news and uh, just have to keep an eye on it. In Los Angeles Rams news, running back Daryl Henderson left practice the other day with a thumb injury, but it's not expected to keep him out of the regular season opener. Um, just another red flag yeah. for the Rams' backfield. I mean, Cam Akers went down with a torn Achilles, and now this uh, Daryl Henderson with thumb a injury and that's, thumb sprain. That's huge for a running back. Yeah, you got to be able to hold the ball. It depends on what hand. I guess I didn't really do the research to see which hand it was, but, but still, I, I didn't see it. Hand, yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it could be one of those injuries that nags him the entire season. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I mean... Maybe it's one of those backup running backs they go to. I don't even know who they are. I mean, Jake Funk is a rookie that they undrafted or drafted in the late rounds. And then another guy with the last name Oliver, I believe. I don't even know. I mean, really no one. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if either one of those guys can jump into that. Maybe it's the James Robinson scenario Mm -hmm. where... We don't know Jake Funk is this rookie guy who gets the the opportunity to shine and just takes advantage yeah, of it. I mean, never maybe looks back. yeah, maybe that's what they do, and just another thing to keep your eye on. But I mean, I would probably be staying away from Daryl Henderson at this point. I mean, I didn't really like him before the injury news, and, and this just makes it even yeah, more of a you, reason you, not to take him. Yeah, it you try to limit your risk when you draft players and he's a very risky player very. i mean you just don't know if that thumb injury will come back if, if he's ready week one and then it it gets injured right away in the first drive who yeah. knows i mean if he's sitting out until week one and then he doesn't have full-on contact till then 
who knows what yeah. happens. I mean, be interesting to see. It'd be very interesting, and uh, yeah, I mean, now that Cam Akers is for sure done, and Daryl Henderson with this injury, yeah, it's those other running backs will probably be able to step up into the place. I mean, mm-hmm. the Rams' offense just knows how to use running backs. So yeah. I mean, in fantasy, will find what he wants. Yeah, it'll be good fantasy, maybe fantasy relevant running backs in the weeks to come if Daryl Henderson gets hurt. So. In non-injury news, uh, Vikings brought back the former Pro Bowl defensive end, Everson Griffin, uh, longtime Viking, was with the Lions, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, brought back for the te- with the team. Probably just one of those, like... Uh, veteran signings. Yeah, veteran signings. Trying to boost the morale, bring back a veteran that maybe yeah. guys had played with before. And, yeah, yeah, Familiar get that fire phase, going. Yeah. So, I mean, Vikings D-line is pretty full already i believe yeah. so don't think he'll be a starter but definitely, definitely a good feeling guy yeah i mean viking fans are probably happy to see that he's back with the team so um probably a good day for viking fans so on to the indianapolis colts quarterback carson wentz returned to practice this week after having surgery on his foot three weeks ago so it'll be interesting to see if he can stay healthy throughout the rest of the preseason and be ready for week one but the Colts are optimistic that he will play in their week one matchup against the Seahawks so uh like yeah. we had said in the or like we will say in the bust episode he I had him I thought he was gonna do good this year but with this foot injury he's injury prone hasn't yeah. had a full season in a while his value definitely went down value went down and probably a quarterback you're gonna want to avoid um, maybe one of those rookie or the backup quarterbacks, the second year Eason or rookie Ellinger, uh, maybe they step up and replace him and maybe the Colts never look back. But I mean, for the meantime, quarterbacks for the Colts, I mean, I think the only Colts fantasy relevant player would be Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, and his really, value has gone down just a little with the, yeah, from the lineman. But it's going to be like, and Wentz. yeah, it's. Not going to be a very good year for the Colts. I'm assuming they'd probably be battling for that number one pick. I mean, their defense is tremendous. So, I mean, maybe the defense picks it up and they don't need to do much with the offense. But um, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Carson Wentz is healthy and if he can stay healthy throughout the season. So, uh, in other injury news, it's a bad week for Saints tight ends. Uh, Nick Van Nett is set to undergo an MRI to determine the severity of a knee injury he sustained in Monday night's preseason game. And fellow tight end Adam Troutman was carted off the field during that same game with a foot-slash-ankle injury. So, uh, not good news for the Saints in general. I mean, first you have Michael Thomas missing the first month. Now you got your first two tight ends going down. Who do they even have? I don't know after that. I mean, I thought Adam Troutman, I think, was their number one. And I had him sat it out for a pretty good season. I would have said he's a sleeper or value. Um, but after hearing this news, I yeah, took him down because, I mean, window. yeah, the injuries. I mean, especially this, you just don't know. I, I believe he was carted off the field, too. Yep. So uh, it's not not looking good for yeah, Saints tight ends. So, no, not at all. So bad news for them. Uh, I mean, I don't know how the fantasy option goes there. I mean, tight ends, I mean, it looks bad now for Jameis. I mean, you got those who have been your probably top two targets in Troutman and uh, Michael Thomas. I mean, you got Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway. A lot of young receivers. younger wide receivers, yes. But, yeah, it's just it's not looking good. I mean, Elvin Kamara, can't forget Elvin Kamara. 
But, yeah, it's just not looking good for the Saints, especially after this news coming from this preseason game. In other Lions, or Lions news, head coach Dan Campbell said, We don't know if he's going to be there, referring to running back DeAndre Swift's availability for week one, as Swift is dealing with a groin injury. And, yeah, I mean... That's some very relevant fantasy news, because now Jamal Williams, potentially, yeah. former Packer, could be... If he, yeah, he's that number will one. Will be that number guy, yeah. Yeah, if, if he's the number one come week one, uh, if DeAndre Swift isn't there, or if he isn't 100% and he's only getting, he's on a limited touch basis, you know, I mean, Jamal Williams would be that guy. Because, I mean, they picked, they signed him from the Packers, and he he had 100-plus carries last year for the Packers, yeah. and he's, uh, he's a good receiving threat, too. So, I mean, yeah, Jamal Williams is... Definitely could be some fantasy implications for that. Uh, DeAndre Swift, though, yeah, I mean, he's, I think, top 20 running back ESPN's rankings. Yeah, I think so. And mine, too, I believe. And, I mean, second-year running back, he's not a good receiving running back. We saw that in the playoffs, I believe, this past year, end of the season. Just didn't do very well. Yeah. Missed, cut, missed some, some drops. Good, yeah, yeah or, some easy passes. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe... Jamal Williams comes in, and now that he's the number one guy, maybe he takes over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a couple years in. He's nice young running back. Um, DeAndre Swift too. I mean, it's his second year, and he's already dealing with a groin injury. That's not looking good for his career. No. Nope. So, uh, yeah, that's just interesting to see how that will play out in the next couple of weeks, and to see if he is ready for Week One. Because I mean, if he is ready for Week One, it's yeah, it all depends. With drafting, too, if you're going to draft him, you're drafting in these next couple of weeks before you even know if he's going to be ready. I mean, exactly, yeah. His value could go down. Yeah, I mean, could, value could go down and that could make him a good pick. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, a later like, round. It just, it all depends uh, on how the news goes. I mean, DeAndre Swift is a very good running back. And if he's healthy come week one, he's going to be the guy. Yeah, he'll definitely will. It'll be interesting to see. So, and that is it for our latest news on Tuesday, August twenty fourth. All right, welcome into our sleepers. Um, we'll start off. It sleepers are players who we think are later round draft picks. They're being drafted in mock drafts later round, probably seventh and up. I mean, if not ten and up, a lot of the guys are probably in the ten and higher, even sixteenth. Yeah, maybe round, even, last pick, fifteenth. Yeah, maybe undrafted undrafted yep that's definitely the case with some of my guys i would say um we're gonna start off with quarterbacks go running backs wide receivers and then tight ends um starting off with the quarterbacks i mean my biggest sleeper on the season uh, would be Jameis winston i mean he's the 27th overall quarterback in espn's rankings um he's starting quarterback for the saints uh, Who i know so yeah uh, actually uh sean payton hasn't come out and said he has been adamant that he's like not gonna announce it until i think he said he wants to announce it like before week or the last week of the preseason so maybe it'll be com- coming soon but i think that it's gonna be Jameis winston he's the quarterback there Taysom hill and yeah if- say who else do they have that besides Taysom hill that could be fighting for the position well they drafted a guy in the fourth round ian brook or book something like that but he's he's their fourth string they even have a guy behind in between Taysom hill and him so gotcha. but Jameis winston yeah i mean if they don't if they name Taysom hill the starter why 
like they won't be able to use him in their gadget plays. Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they won't be able to line him up as wide receiver. I think and be like, Jason. oh, what's going on here? Oh, maybe he'll throw it. Maybe he'll run it. Maybe he'll go out for a pass. Who knows? That's why I think yeah, Jameis is the guy to go to. I mean, I I mean last his last season with the Bucks, he had five thousand one hundred nine yards, thirty three touchdowns, but thirty three interceptions. Yeah, he's got to cut those down. He's got to cut the interceptions down. And I mean, he has. Alvin Kamara in the backfield, he could dump yes. it off to all the time. He has I Alvin think. Kamara. Um, news has come out now that Michael Thomas will be missing a little bit of time at the beginning of the season. So, um, but he looked good in the pre or Jameis looked good in the he preseason with uh, that Marquez Callaway or yep, whatever. Yep. They got some speedy guys there. So I mean, and the Saints have always been known for their backup wide receivers but uh-huh. i mean maybe that's because it sean... was drew Brees. but i mean maybe it's because it's sean payton yeah sean payton i think likes to pass yeah he likes to pass he likes to spread out the ball so i mean yep. uh yeah i think Jameis winston will have i mean definitely pa- i mean Jameis winston at the 27th quarterback he's probably not being drafted so that's yeah, definitely that's like a la- last round pick you could probably go with there or uh, even wait till a couple weeks in the pre or in the season yeah i mean depending if, if you want to risk the waiver wire it, yep and yeah, I mean, if he's the starting quarter, if he ends up being the starting quarterback for the Saints, I mean, the first month might be a little iffy without Michael Thomas or whenever he returns. I mean, then he'll have Michael Thomas, and Michael Thomas is a stellar wide receiver, oh, yeah, so it'll benefit from that. But it's it'll be interesting to see how Jameis Winston does. I mean, he's definitely worth a second quarterback or even a third yeah. if you've got the roster. If spot you're filling for him. three spot, yeah. If you're drafting three quarterbacks, maybe in two quarterback league and having him as a backup, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, now, Tucker, who do you have the for fourth? my sleeper? I got Daniel Jones. He is uh, ESPN's twenty uh, first quarterback. Twenty first, okay. So I think with Saquon back, they got Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph. Even though they still have Evan Ingram, but just more weapons for Daniel yeah. Jones in the red zone targets. I mean, uh, Kyle Rudolph and Kenny Galladay. Th- both those guys are big receivers i mean we've seen rudolph in minnesota his entire career i mean we're packer fans so we've seen him him two times a year two times a year and he just he goes up in the end zone just just reaches up and gets the ball he's just a tall dude and yeah daniel jones will benefit from that and then galladay too i mean galladay i have him as a sleeper wide receiver so we'll get to him later but i think yeah with galladay there galladay can remain healthy he missed a lot of time last year but yeah daniel jones yeah he had Good seasons before. Yeah, he was hurt. Two thousand yard receiving. Yeah, a couple seasons. thousand yard seasons yeah, with the Lions. So. Yes, I mean Matthew Stafford throwing on the ball. I mean Matthew Stafford's probably a bit better than Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones is young and yeah. a first round quarterback too. So he could progress. Yeah, yeah, especially with Saquon coming I back, he'll have that. That'll be a key for him. Yeah, that's the like, biggest factor I think. Be able to dump the ball off. Yeah, checkdowns. If Saquon also stays healthy, yes, that is a big key as well. I mean, both those guys I think have battled injuries, and I mean that's a big thing with the NFL. It's a yeah. hard hit league. Yeah, so. and I think this year would be a little different since they didn't really have any preseason last year. To yeah, kind of train or training camp. They mm-hmm. just kind of got thrown into the season. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, Daniel Jones, good good value pick there, sleeper pick in the later rounds. Oh yeah, definitely. So then uh, another sleeper quarterback for me. Um, would be Matthew Stafford, uh, ESPN's 12th ranked quarterback, uh, which is pretty high, but he's being drafted in the 10th round, mm-hmm. 11th or round. Later, yeah. He's, yeah, he's being drafted around there. So, I mean, he just, Stafford got traded to the Rams in the offseason, was with the Lions for how many years? Again, we saw him twice a year for the last <laughs> decade. Yep. Um, and, I mean, plus, and uh, 
With now new weapons. Now he's got a lot of new weapons. I mean, mm-hmm. with the Lions, he didn't have much. I mean, he had uh, Kelvin before, Johnson. Yeah, way back in the day. Who yeah, first but I mean, Hall of Famer. Since, since then, it's been pretty lackluster there. But now in L.A., he's got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, a 2020 second-round pick, Deshaun Jackson, a wide receiver we've all come to know throughout the years, uh, and then another second round pick in the 2021 draft, Tutu Atwell, wide receiver, and then at tight end, Tyler Higby. I mean, a lot of weapons. That's there. a lot of weapons, and we know Sean McVay loves to spread the ball around. And I mean, he won't really be able to run the ball all that much this season with Cam Akers suffering a torn Achilles, and he will miss the entire season. And then just recently, Daryl Henderson suffered a mild thumb sprain, and but he's Daryl Henderson's expected to be back by week one, so. Uh, it'll be interesting prob- to see. Yeah, it will be very interesting, Matthew Stafford, uh, in the new location. I think he could be a potential MVP candidate mm-hmm. if things go well for him there. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are two tremendous wide receivers. Oh, yeah. And then very good. the the cast behind him, too. I mean, those second-round picks, Van Jefferson has showed some glimpses of pretty goodness. I mean, <laughs> speedy Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, he's a little older, but I think still he's older. But I mean, last year he had his games before getting injured. So mm-hmm. and then Tutu Atwell, I mean, rookie wide receiver in the second round. They drafted him early for a reason. And hopefully we can see how that goes. I mean, uh, but yeah, Stafford, definitely a good uh, late round sleeper pick for me. And then another sleeper pick final one for quarterbacks, the ESPN's 13th ranked quarterback, Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a pretty good season. I think uh, so too. He's going to be he's going to be hungry to play. Yeah, I think so too. He's just I mean, after watching him his or final year in LSU where he threw how many touchdowns? 50 some or 60 or whatever. Yeah, I want to say he had 60 touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, it was just ridiculous. And I mean, Torres ACL last year, it only played 10 games as a rookie season, but he had a 65 completion percentage. Threw for 2,688 yards, 13 touchdowns, and five interceptions. So, I mean, the future looks pretty good in Cincinnati yeah. with Joe Burrow. So, uh, and they have a promising young wide receiver core. I mean, they lost A.J. Green to Arizona, but they also still have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Auden Tate. And then they go ahead and drafted uh, his former, Joe Burrow's former teammate, Jamar Chase. Yeah, there's so chemistry already there. There's the chemistry there. And, and then you can't forget Joe Mixon yep, at running come, back. Yeah. Uh, he loves to receive the ball. Oh, yeah. I think he is, does a lot better in fantasy when he receives the ball and just overall. So, I mean, and of course, that's just for everyone. Oh, yeah. Because you get the receptions, you get the yards. But... Uh, he really shows it in the in the passing game. That's why I love about Joe Mixon. I've drafted him in recent years just because he is that that uh, receiving running back, and Joe Burrow will have that there to jump off, dump off to, just like Daniel Jones with Saquon Barkley. Yep. And yeah, Joe Burrow. I think if he is ready week one and he can stay healthy, he can have a a pretty good year, mm-hmm. probably top ten. I mean, yeah. that's why I have him as a sleeper. He's probably being drafted later past. I mean, he's the 13th quarterback. Stafford's the 12th. So, I mean, they're probably Late being drafted around seven, the same. Eight, nine, ten, yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. So, um, yeah, I think Joe Burrow could be one of those second-year guys that jumps above and becomes a top 10 quarterback. I think the future looks really bright for quarterbacks. So, I think that oh, yeah, a lot of these lot sleepers of are just young quarterbacks that we think are going to do really good. So, yep. um on to our sleeper running backs. My sleeper running back, uh, 
Mike Davis, the ESPN's 28th running back, which is just amazing to me. Yeah, I kind of find that surprising. It's He's set to be the number one running back on the Falcons, and the Falcons lost a total of 358 so, carries yeah, we last year. We talked about that in the lost carries. Yeah, we talked about that in the lost carries episode. And, yeah, they lost um, Todd Gurley, Brian Hill, and Edo Smith. All three, that's 358 carries. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... God forbid Mike Davis isn't going to get all of those, which, I mean, he's kind of a veteran. He's he's, a, he's older, yeah. Yeah, he's an older guy. Uh, hasn't really been known until last, last couple, year. Last filling, year. Filling where, in for McCaffrey. Yeah, he, he ended up as the 12th overall running back last yep. year, filling in for Christian McCaffrey in Average Carolina. 13.8 points per game. Yeah, he, I mean, his yards per carry and yards per touch were not the best, but... Uh, Played a big part in the passing game. Exactly. Just like Christian McCaffrey does. And, I mean running back for the Falcons have really always been fantasy relevant. I mean, remember Michael Turner, Devontae Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was gonna say Foreman, but he's the other running back that didn't end up too well. But Freeman, yeah, and then mm-hmm. those I mean yeah, Todd Gurley even was pretty somewhat yeah, yeah he had when a he, decent season when last he'd year. stay healthy. So I mean, yeah, if Mike Davis I mean he's their number one running back. It's hard not to draft a number one running back when he falls into your lap in the the eighth ninth round, mm-hmm. and that's where he's being drafted. He's like the ninety sixth overall player in mock drafts. Crazy, and is yeah, it's ridiculous. So I mean, Mike Davis, he's the guy I'm on the hill shouting for. I think <laughs> he's gonna be great. Um, so yeah, and then who's your uh? So for mine, I have Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin, nice. Yeah, he averaged. 16.4 points per game last year. He was 13th on a points per game basis. I think he has big upside to be top 15 to 10 to 15. Yeah, I mean that's that's where the sleepers come. Like those sleepers, you draft late and they end up being yeah better mm-hmm. than. I don't know what his ESPN is off the top of my head, but I think it was. I want to say in the 20s or 30s. Not quite sure, but yeah, I think he missed six games last year and he still averaged 16.4 points per game so if he plays a full season i mean he's got to be miles gaskin is currently the 26th ranked running back on espn's projected list so yeah i mean great value pick or sleeper pick yeah definitely Uh, i mean yeah he's the number one running back for yeah who else do they have i mean did they i don't even they had somebody else malcolm brown i think Oh yeah, that's right. They did draft yeah, they they, Mal- or not draft. They signed him. And, yep. yep. They signed him in free agency. So I mean, yeah, Malcolm Brown maybe takes some off. But I've been here. I saw some couple of notifications pop up on my phone saying Miles Gaskin could be three down running backs. So mm-hmm. yeah, if I mean three down running backs are very rare nowadays, uh-huh. and especially ones that can catch the ball like yep. Gaskin. So I and mean, the ones that are three downs are the top guys like Delvin Cooks, your Christian McCaffrey, exactly. your Alvin Kamara's. So and the ones catching the ball too, those are the guys. Yeah, that get those get the fantasy relevance, and mm-hmm. yeah, especially that'd be. Point, Interesting yeah. to see how Gaskins does with the Dolphins this year. Yep. My next sleeper running back is ESPN's 24th overall running back, rookie second-round pick, Javante Williams, the Denver Broncos running back. Uh, it's kind of interesting that they drafted him. I mean, Melvin Gordon is an older running back, so makes sense. But Melvin Gordon almost had 1,000 yards last year. Um, and, I mean, they do have Phil Phil Lindsay is gone. So. Yeah, so he went to Houston. Houston, he's in Houston now, but it's just the rookie running backs, especially especially Might second well. round. I mean, Alvin Kamara year a, a while back in 2017, but just in the last three years, 
I mean, undrafted running back James Robinson replaced Leonard Fournette in yeah. Jacksonville. Miles Sanders, I believe he was a second, third round pick. Something like that. He replaced Jordan Howard in Philadelphia in 2019. And then Philip Lindsay, another undrafted running back in 2018, replacing Devontae Booker, who wasn't really a veteran no. or even really that good. So not really a surprise there, but still rookie undrafted, yep. put up a thousand yards as rookie season. So, I mean, who's to say Javante Williams doesn't come in, take those reps that uh, Philip Lindsay had yep. and take some away from Elvin Gordon yep, and end up doing better than... and receiving the ball a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how, what kind of play style Javante Williams is, but uh, yeah, I mean, second round pick running backs, have bright futures usually so i mean the 24th overall running back i mean maybe uh pops into the top 15 i mean james robinson last year was top 10 and he was undrafted top five actually was he top five wow he was five yeah or four depending on the scoring probably yeah yeah ppr Uh, PPR. but still javante williams a good sleeper pick there and then another rookie running back uh espn's 40th running back so a lot more of a sleeper here but it'll probably go a lot higher than expected due to the fact that he is a rookie and yep. he's the second in command there. But 49ers running back Trey Sermon, third round pick in the 2021 draft. Um, now that Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon, McKinnon are gone, Coleman is in with the New York Jets and Col- or McKinnon is with the Chiefs. And then Raheem Mostert, I mean, he's their number one guy there. And yeah, he and, didn't really have good stats last year. Yeah, is I mean... Kevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon really didn't either. Yeah. I mean, they I mean, were they, both... Conver- none of them had a 1,000 yards, I don't Tevin believe. Coleman barely played. He yeah. was injured he a lot was of the season. All the time, yeah. I mean, they had that Jeff Wilson Jr. came in and played a little bit. and But, I mean, Raheem Mostert's their number one guy. Um, and, yeah, he just had under 700 yards and only three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's total yards, like receiving and running. So, wow. and total only touchdowns too so he only had three receiving and rushing touchdowns so i mean very lackluster year yeah. for raheem mostert and i mean mm-hmm. he had a pretty good year a couple of years back and i actually have him as a value pick which we'll get to uh in another episode but i think raheem mostert could have a good year if you could stay healthy yeah. now that mckinnon and coleman are gone that's yeah. a big factor i think because i mean that running back field in uh san francisco has just been crowded for these last couple yeah. of years and not really any fantasy viable yeah, running they backs. really you didn't haven't. know where to start differently. It'd be I mean, it would Jeff just be Wilson. you'd have yeah. to watch the week to week. They'd be it'd be f- waiver wire claims is what it'd be like. If you see, oh yeah, Jeff Wilson's going to be starting this week, I'd pick him up and start him because he's probably going to get two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It's, but yeah, if Trey Sermon takes the role, I mean, another yeah. one of those running backs, like I said with Javante Williams, those rookie running backs can come out of nowhere and surprise anyone. And I mean, these are second and third round picks i mean i'm not even talking about the undrafted guys that we don't even know about the james robinsons of philip Lindsay's. i mean they're yet to emerge Mm -hmm. and i mean maybe one of those guys pops pops up out of nowhere and takes over a backfield but i mean trey sermon and javante williams two sleeper running backs for the meantime uh i mean yeah trey sermon the 40th running back not quite sure where he's going but probably tens double digit rounds oh yeah definitely Nobody um, really knows about him. Yeah, it's uh, kind of, yeah, rookie running back, third rounder. Raheem Mostert's their guy. So, yeah, they're going to, it's not a very well-known name. So, got to keep your eye on as a sleeper pick. Then moving on to wide receivers. Um, why don't you start this one, Tucker? My uh, sleeper wide receiver is Marvin Jones. ESPN has him at 47th. Last year he was the 18th 
overall wide receiver. And I just think with a new quarterback, potentially he's on Jacksonville now with Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. There's just some upside there, I think, for him. There is. He's had decent seasons in Detroit. He I has. Mean. He had a lot of good seasons in Detroit and even in uh, Cincinnati, too. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's just, right. I mean, it's, he's a very inconsistently consistent wide receiver. <laughs> yep. It's, it's very odd because, I mean, yeah, he'll have... I was looking at his stats today, too, and it was like... He has had less than 500 receiving yards in, like, one of the past six or seven seasons. And receiving touchdowns, too. I mean, it was like he had under five only once in those six seasons. So, I mean, like, and on a week-to-week basis, too, it's like he had that one game with Cincinnati where he had four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was probably five, six years ago now. But But then he'll go the next game and he'll have four receptions. Yeah, for 10 yards whatever. It's just, yeah, he's inconsistent. But, yeah, if the matchup's there... And yeah, if he becomes the number one, one or number yeah. two, overtakes even, Chark or... yeah, I mean he's the veteran there, and Chark had a pretty bad season last year. And yeah, yeah, Lavishka Chanel too, a rookie or not rookie, second, second year. year guy who I mean yeah, he had a pretty good season last year, but uh, could end up yeah, Marvin Jones could be that veteran that just comes in and replaces those guys mm-hmm. for the meantime because yep. I mean he's a veteran. He does yeah, he had what what he had uh. 76 receptions and 978 yards, nine touchdowns last year. That's 18th overall. Yeah. yeah or so whatever you yep, said. 18th, yeah. Yep. Is, yeah. I mean, he's consistent. And could be a lower end yeah. wide receiver one or a high end yeah, wide I mean, receiver two. He's, yeah, he's definitely a later round pick, too. I mm-hmm. mean, double digits for sure. So, yeah, another sleeper guy that you would want to keep your eye on. Um, all right. And then on to my, my sleeper wide receiver. I got Mecole Hardeman as my first sleeper wide receiver i mean i don't understand why he is so low yeah he's number two behind he's the number two wide receiver in the depth like i mean i looked up the depth chart and i mean that's what it says online so i mean if you just look up the chief's depth chart it says miko hardman there number two number two and, he's 80, and 59th wow. 59th wide receiver on espn's ranking which is yeah pat mahomes is throwing him the ball yeah pat mahomes throws 50 touchdowns you gotta throw him like yeah, even he's if not Tyreke, gonna throw. Even if Tyreek is not gonna uh, throw twenty-five to Tyreek and twenty-five to Travis yeah, right? Kelsey. Even I mean, if he throws fifteen to each of those, there's still twenty more touchdowns to throw. Yeah, I mean, he was a second-round pick in twenty nineteen, a couple years back. But I mean, he is pretty much like a Tyreek Hill clone. Mm-hmm. Like speedy. He's, he's speedy. Yeah, like it's just it's ridiculous to see how, or to just that speed. I mean, mm-hmm. I've like. You just watch him, and he's their kick returner, punt returner, too, I believe. Yeah, and there's and, more fantasy value right there. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, his 2020 stats, he only had 41 receptions, but 560 yards, four touchdowns. So, I mean, decent year. And, I mean, they had, they still have Demarcus Robinson there, too. Who else did they have last year? Um, uh, Byron Pringle is another guy there. Sammy Watkins. They Sammy, also Sammy. Oh, that is correct. That's I forgot. They, yeah. Yep. Some, I, yeah, he was their number two last he year. He was. I, I completely forgot. Sammy Watkins just goes right through my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) but yeah, you can't. So, I mean, in the pecking order, I mean, it's Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. So, I mean, Miko Hardman, yeah, if he's that third guy, the number two wide receiver, Mm -hmm. third overall receiver, um, there's going to be some fantasy relevance there, especially at the 59th spot. I mean, at that point, I mean, it's even being drafted. Like, 15th, 16th. I don't understand that, but uh, yeah, it's just one of those guys. And, so for a sle- another sleeper wide receiver now, uh, for me, ESPN's thirty-five or thirty fifth wide receiver, uh, another Jacksonville Jaguar wide receiver, <laughs> Lavishka Chenault. Uh, I think yeah, Lavishka Chenault too. I mean, 
I think there's not to say that Marvin Jones won't have a good season. I mean, I think they'll both just have decent seasons. Because I think Trevor Lawrence will just, like, he'll spread the ball around. Because he's got all those receivers. Uh I mean, not quite sure who their tight end is. Is Eifert or I don't even know. Yeah, something like that. Uh, But anyway, I mean, that's just it. They don't really have a tight end. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they have those three wide receivers. And those three wide receivers, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is going to throw 3,500 yards... 3,000 yards, whatever. Yep. That's a thousand yards each, maybe, or mm-hmm. at least for one of those guys. Yeah. So who knows think, which one will get it? Yeah. I think DJ Chark is kind of on the outs there because he's just injury prone, didn't yeah. really play last year. He had a good season a couple years back, but I think that there is room for Lavishka Chanel or Marvin Jones to take uh, that number one spot. Exactly. Yeah. And I wonder what their depth chart. Yeah, and I mean, especially if DJ Chark goes down, too. I mean, DJ Chark is their number one. I looked at the depth chart, and then I believe it is Marvin Jones as their number two. But Mm -hmm. I think LaVisca Chanel, I mean, another reason, too, he was, uh, he's used in the run game. And especially now that ETN is out for season, um, that is huge. Because, I mean, they'll utilize LaVisca Chanel. Because, I mean, that was kind of what ETN was going for, too. They had ETN lining up at wide receiver. So, I mean, they were kind of going for that dynamic wide receiver receiver like running back do you know what i mean with mm-hmm. etn so i mean maybe Cordero patterson yeah yeah Cordero. but uh i mean maybe they move lavisca chanel into that role yeah and i mean i was thinking etn was gonna have a pretty good season so i mean if lavisca chanel gets more carries than 19 for 91 yards if i mean that could be a lot more fantasy relevance too there yeah those numbers double or something and a couple of touchdowns yeah he definitely could get boosted up there yeah but so i mean yeah jaguars wide receivers just something to keep your eye on if there's a wide receiver there that emerges if it's marvin jones lavishka chanel dj chark yeah i feel like one of them's gonna have one a of fairly them, good season or two of them are gonna have yeah mediocre i mean I, th- yeah, I think yeah i think there's room for all three of them to do pretty good i mean mm-hmm. be fantasy relevant probably top 30 at least i mean a couple of them maybe i don't know um you'll we'll just i mean yeah. just we'll something see how it goes for. yeah um, and then another wide receiver that I have uh, more, another one that I'm kind of more on than others, uh, Kenny Galladay. I think Kenny Galladay will have better season than th- people expect. Uh, I think I had him as like a top 15 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had said it with uh, Daniel Jones. You think that with yep. Galladay there, and we talked about that. But yeah, I mean, Galladay was a third round pick. And I mean, his last full season with the Lions was 2019 and he put he had 65 receptions 1100 yards almost 1200 yards 1190 yards mm-hmm. that's 18 yards of reception that's it's a good number and then he had 11 touchdowns on top of that so I mean that is tremendous yeah I'm and sure he's top 15 if not 10 at least yeah I'm not quite sure what his position was back then um but yeah that's a great year yeah and he is expected to be the number one wide receiver for Daniel Jones. So, I mean, he's going to get the targets. And, I mean, 65 receptions is not that much. No. And, yeah, not. he gets up to 70, 80. 80. I mean, that's a number one wide receiver right there. Yep. And that could definitely be a better season than 1,200 yards. So, uh-huh. I think, yeah, ESPN has Kenny Galladay at the 25th wide receiver. So, I think that he's definitely going to out. Oh, past that. Oh, yeah, he's a sleeper sure. because, yeah, he's definitely going to be a top 20. That is my, I mean, I like I said, I have him at top 15. I think I have him at, like, number 12. So, I mean, it will be interesting to see how Kenny Galladay does. If he can stay healthy, I expect him to be a top 15. 
Um, so, I mean, that's my two cents on Kenny Galladay. I mean, some people don't think he's going to do too well. Some mm-hmm. people might think he's injury prone now. Yeah, some people think the Giants are. And, the, yeah, the Giants are, yeah, looking for that number one draft pick. So, I mean, who knows how that goes. But uh, another wide receiver that I think is going to do pretty good, too, Curtis Samuel. Uh, former second-round pick, too. Yeah, ESPN's uh, 43rd. Yeah, ESPN's wide 43rd wide receiver, which last year, his 2020 stats, 77 receptions, 851 yards, four touchdowns, with 41 carries for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. like, And he's back with Ron Rivera, the head coach that drafted him in Carolina. So, I mean, he's going to get... He's, he's going to get utilized there. I mean, oh, yeah. Riverboat Ron wants to get that. Like, he wants to, he probably wants to use him in the run game like he did back in Carolina. I mean, that's kind of what LaVisca Chenault is going for. Is he's going for that Curtis Samuel role yep. where he, they run the ball with him. I mean, he had 200 yards last year. That's a pretty good year for a wide two receiver. Two touchdowns, yeah. Yeah, two touchdowns. I mean, he 41, gets a little bit more. And I mean, they. Yeah, 41 carries is a lot of carries, I feel like, for they a move wide the, receiver position. They move the ball around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 41 carries for a wide receiver. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if. Who knows now that he's in Washington? Mm-hmm. If that now that he has Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. So, I mean, JD McKissick, not very much a runner, more of a receiving Seaver, back. Like, yeah. his stats kind of look similar to what Curtis Samuel had. I mean,. I'll get to J.D. McKissick in a, in the values episode, but um, staying with Curtis Samuel, he's the number two wide receiver there. Yeah, behind it's Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. Yeah, Scary Terry's the number one, and then it's and then it's Curtis Samuel now. So I mean, I think yeah, at the forty third wide receiver, definitely a sleeper. Oh yeah. All right, moving on to tight ends. Um, I mean tight ends. So I just want to preface this this part with tight ends really. You shouldn't really fret on tight end. I mean, the if you're not getting a top tight end yeah, like Travis Kelsey two, yeah. or Darren Waller, it's just it pretty much doesn't matter. Yeah, it's you get you could get another guy the next. The, yeah, yeah, what was it? The fantasy points was like Travis Kelsey had like 312 at number one last year, and then it was Darren, Darren Waller, Waller at like 270, 270 yep. and then number three was Logan Thomas at 170. Yeah, there's a hundred point difference between yeah. the second and third. That's just ridiculous. So I mean, if you're not, yeah, if you're not getting Darren Wall, I mean, in this year now, George, George Kittle, so he might be, he might be third. Yeah, up there he's probably that in that 200 point range. Yep. Uh, so I mean, th- but for sleeper tight ends, I mean, pretty much any of those guys are sleepers because I yeah. mean, if they do any, if they hit over 200 points, they'd be a sleep or they'd be a val- or like they'd better exceed, than yeah, yeah they yeah. would, they would be better than what was expected. So yep. like starting my sleeper tight end. Tyler Higby, um, ESPN's 14th overall tight end. In 2020, he had 44 receptions, 521 yards, five touchdowns. And then, then it's kind of a drop-off compared to his 2019 season where he had 69 receptions, 734 yards, and but only three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He was but, splitting with Gerald Everett. Yep, exactly. Gerald, and Gerald Everett, he is now with the Seahawks. But, I mean, Gerald Everett in those two years, too, I mean, 2020, 40 receptions, 400 yards, a touchdown in 2020, 2019. Pretty much the exact same stats. Just a so, little bit less receptions, a little less yards, and one more touchdown. Yep. So if you combine those numbers for... You combine those two numbers, that's a damn good tight end. Yeah, that's, that's the top three, top four, top <laughs> yeah, five, Yeah, I mean, for sure. 2019, I mean, if it was all Tyler Higby, he would have broke 1,000 yards. I mm-hmm. mean, only 
five no. touchdowns combined there. But, but I mean, almost still, receptions. Yeah, that's. Or I mean, and now that he's there, he's their tight end. And yeah, definitely. Matt Stafford, he likes to throw the ball out of the mm-hmm. tight end. So that's one thing we've noticed. Last year, yeah. yeah, and uh, I mean, he likes to throw the ball. Just in general, so I mean, yeah. Higby is their only tight end. He's probably the third in, third in the pecking order there. I would say. Yeah, for receivers. So I mean, Tyler Higby definitely. I'd say if he could probably end up as a top ten tight end, and I mean, that's pretty much the sleeper value part there. Is if you can get anyone a tight end in the fifteenth pick, like, or even in the double digit rounds, that ends up being a top 10. You've, you've made it like, like that's pretty much it. Tight ends. They're so iffy. It's just, it's it's hard to predict. It's hard to predict. But so my next, uh, tight end sleeper Packers, tight end, Robert Tanyan. I mean, Bob, he was the number five tight end, I believe last year, but that was with, uh, 11 touchdowns on 52 receptions with only 586 yards, which he got all of them. Like, six or seven games yeah crazy exactly it was there hasn't been a uh i saw a stat it was like there hasn't been a guy to get 10 double digit touchdowns on fewer than 60 receptions since like the 90s wow so and no one has ever repeated it uh no tight ends have really ever done it uh i think it was like three had done it three tight ends had done it back-to-back seasons i don't remember the stat yeah probably just confusing people right now by saying it but tanyan I mean, another year with Aaron Rodgers. He's our number one tight end. Uh, I mean, has a potential. If just... he gets more than fifty-two receptions, I mean, eleven touchdowns. It won't be as outrageous as it was last year. Yeah, but he'll still have a good season. Yeah, I think he'll be. I mean, ESPN has him at the tenth tight end, and I think I have him as like the fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, and that's what he was last year. So I mean, I think that he'll have. He'll get the more receptions and. I mean, we have a lot of wide receivers there, too. So, I mean, yep. who knows how that will go. Um, but I think, yeah, Tanyan, he was able to hit those deep routes yeah. for him and just get open. So, I mean... Nobody really expected him to yeah, do what he did. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if if Tanyan can do that again this year, catch a couple of those deep balls, he'll be fantasy relevant in a couple games. And, I mean, that's all that matters with tight end. Yeah. You can get him to put win a, win a week 10 or points, 16 points, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, he'll win you a week or two or three, whatever it is. Yeah, I it's mean, good to get... If you get 10 points, 10, 15 points out of your tight end, it's a good week. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, Robert Tanya and Tyler Higby, both sleeper tight ends there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the TBJ Fantasy Football Podcast. And be sure to tune in on for our next episode um, where we will do the busts and values.